What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to T3G. My name is Valibor. This is the Tangents Podcast, and today we're bringing back something that we started last year, and it's Panels on Pages. This is our segment where we talk explicitly on comic books. Uh, this is something I want to grow to become where I do actually have a panel of people discussing a book or a series of books, but today we're bringing it back with just me, and I'm talking about this. I hold in my hand one of the greatest comic book series of all time, uh, without question, without argument. Age of Apocalypse is one of the best storylines ever put out. I think, I don't want to say universally beloved, but it's pretty widely beloved. However, we're not talking about the story itself. We're talking about how stories are presented and how the execution of a story arc can really affect how good it is. This is an example of how it can be done great. It, it, this was executed perfectly. It was a line-wide change. Forgive the airplane noise. Uh, it was a line-wide change. If you were subscribed to Uncanny X-Men the next month, you got Astonishing X-Men. There was no choice. There was no option. This was a line-wide change, and they decided this is how we're going to execute this particular story arc. This, to me, is the bar. Beyond this, there is nothing better or better executed than this story arc. In recent years, however, there have been a lot of subpar executions. Uh, I have been catching up for the last two, two and a half years. I've been catching up on everything from the New 52 era. I did all of New 52, which was roller coaster. <laughs> in, in many ways, the, the kind of new universe execution of everything was a great fresh start, but in other executions, it was really mediocre and it was kind of like, what was the point of this? We're just continuing the same story. And then on the Marvel side, more recently, I've actually been catching up from about 2013, 2014 to current. So we are looking at, I've done Secret Wars, I've done Civil War II, I've done uh, Avengers Standoff, all that stuff. And I've noticed, noticed quite a bit of a pattern. With well done stories, they are executed well across the line, across the, the series of books, across the entire universe of comics. Poorly planned books, poorly planned storylines, they tend to fall short. I think in an effort to match the Civil War movie to kind of time things up the same time to kind of get some hype for the comic as the movie was being hyped, Civil War II was kind of made haphazardly. Just a lot of stuff about it was not a well-planned event. Now, had it just been a, a limited event, just the limited series, no ridiculous tie-in books, I think it would have been a perfectly fine book. It would have it would have read well. It would have read just like, you know, a, an event. It wouldn't have needed any kind of supplemental material. There really wasn't anything that was necessary in it. Maybe like you it might have needed to go 9 issues to just kind of fill in like the couple little things. Because for the most part, all the tie-in books had nothing to do with the series, except for the Karnak series, which was kind of the history of the the main kind of the MacGuffin, I forget his name, but he was he was the MacGuffin. He was the kid that could tell the future. Uh, I always forget his name because, again, it, it just wasn't that great of a storyline. So it's not like it didn't reverberate. It, the only thing it did is it set up long term, like long term, long form. It set up Secret Empire. Secret Empire reminded me a lot, a lot of Age of Apocalypse. The tie-ins were all so incredibly well done, except for a couple little missteps, and I think that was just kind of a communication issue. You were maybe missing 
little things here and there as far as consistency, you know, costume design, things like that, like what people are wearing between like scene A to scene B, where like it clearly continues from one to the other. Beyond that, it was a great, great, great series. All the books tied in, it, it, it felt very much like Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse where there wasn't like a main book, like there wasn't like a one through four Age of Apocalypse series plus tie-in books, but everything that happened in Amazing X-Men reflected in the overall story arc, and that's kind of what happened here. There was the main book, and could you read Secret Empire by itself without the rest of the storyline? Yeah, you could. But reading the Avengers and the new Avengers and, and Captain America Falcon and Captain America C Steve Rogers, it all, it just peppers. It's all the spice, right? It's all the detail. But it's a really, really well done book. It was very dependent on the state of things as they were left at the end of both Civil War II and Standoff. Standoff, I thought, was meh. Uh, the whole... Pleasant Hill, it was, it was whatever. It did not feel, I mean, it felt like a shield move, but it didn't really feel like a great shield move. It, there was just a lot of, there was a lot left to be desired with the standoff storyline, but very much the, very much both those two storylines felt like they were just set up for Secret Empire. Now, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that, but that could have been done in Avenger. That could have been done in Captain America. You can have a 5-10 issue arc in Captain America that leads into a huge story arc in, in Secret Empire. Empire. It just could have been done that way. Like, if essentially the Captain America title post Pleasant Hill was that, everything about that was the lead up to, like, it's almost required reading for you to understand Steve Rogers and Secret Empire. So having that be, instead of 26 issues, having it be 40 issues and, like, Pleasant Hill is that initial arc, or have that be an Avenger storyline, because it really was an Avenger storyline, all of these things could have been done without having to have the Pleasant Hill event, the standoff Avengers event. It was okay. I mean, yeah, it did happen in the main books and it was all kind of tie-in books back to each other it could have been done better i think it, it it was lacking in many ways they made it an event when it should not have been and because it tied in through several different books and it really like suffered because of that i think if it had just been a new avengers arc it would have been fine if it had just been an avengers mainline arc it would have been fine but just having it be that you know huge event thing it was garbage Civil War II definitely had to be its own book because it was mostly stuff out of continuity, but it, it, it also could have, I mean, it, it could have fell out of, it could have easily fell out of a Captain Marvel book into the Civil War book and then back into another Captain Marvel book as to the ramifications. It kind of did for Carol as a character, but then all the other stuff that happened around it, which was, again, a lot of needless being brought into the story. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy were brought in for no reason. Like. Yeah, she was a member of the Guardians for a hot second, but that was not, I mean, it, it did not feel like those are like the boys you call. Like they're, they're gonna have your back in this ridiculous situation. Like they're off planet. They're off doing their own thing. Like that seemed like a real desperation move as to how they brought them into the story. I have a lot of problems with Civil War too. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I, I've been rereading a lot of books uh, from the early 90s. I've, I was reading X-Men. Right before I read Age of X-Men, I wanted to read the kind of whole history of the X-Men. And I got to Onslaught and I read Onslaught and I remember Onslaught was the same way. It was a really, really well done arc because you had all these side books. You had the, the last two books in Avengers before the Re Reborn, but you had the last two books in Fantastic Four before Reborn. All that stuff really tied in well. Fantastic Four, the last issue was eh, it was okay. Like there was not really a setup as to why they were back at the uh, the Baxter building. 
Um, and they kind of really were just like, oh, the the uh, the Inhumans are here also. They weren't also in uh, Onslaught Marvel Universe, but they definitely also went to the Reborn Universe. So it was kind of like, oh, okay, we just kind of like, you know, they tagged along. They just hopped in because like they were literally never shown during the fight except for Crystal. Whereas they, the entire Inhuman Royal family was definitely in the Reborn Universe. But beyond little things like that, but again, that's kind of being nitpicky. Beyond that, it was a really well executed book. All the little tie-ins, all the little crossover books, you know, the Wolverine stuff was like figuring out how Xavier became what he became. And then the after effects of like all this crazy stuff's going on. Here's like a real, real moment of the ramifications of this huge fight inside of New York with Onslaught. So it was a really well planned and well executed story arc. I, the, my only like beef with the entire thing was that there was like an evolution process of Onslaught and some books didn't reflect that. Beyond that, it was great. And I really think we need to get to get back to a point where if you have a big event like this, it has a purpose. It's not just set up for another event. It's kind of like what, you know, what the movies have been. All the movies have a purpose. They have their own purpose. And, you know, for instance, Black Panther is a standalone movie. Black Panther has nothing to do with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it also does set up Wakanda. And, you know, when you see M'Baku in Infinity War, in Endgame, you know who that is. You know what that means. You know why he's there. That means something, that matters. Whereas if, you know, you don't see that, you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool, another character, like clearly maybe related to Black Panther, but other than that, I don't know. So it gives you kind of, it gives you context, but it's not required reading as it were to watch Infinity War. Whereas if you didn't watch Civil War, you would have no idea why Captain America and, and, and Tony Stark are not talking. So there's just certain things that required reading, certain things are not, but like not everything has to be required reading. So you could have a story arc that's just that story arc. You know, a lot of the, you know, for instance, Black Panther books in Marvel Comics, a lot of them don't impact the greater Marvel universe. They have a whole lot of impact within their own stories. They have huge, great story arcs, but they don't affect how Guardians of the Galaxy work. They just don't, you know. Civil War II, for instance, I, I keep going back to it because it's like a thorn in my side. Civil War II should not have had this moment where, oh, hey, Guardians, I know you're in the middle of a bunch of different stuff and like you've got three different story arcs going on of your own. Uh, can you like just come lend a hand even though I have an entire army behind me? Like it just, it didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, the story arc, the Civil War II story arc was something that really, really bothered me. So then when I read uh, Secret Empire, it was just so much better as far as execution across the multitude of books because like the Ms. Marvel tie-in to Civil War II had no actual impact in the Civil War II book. Whereas every book in Secret Empire had impact or had the feelings of the ramification. There, there's a decision, I mean, spoiler alert if you don't know, there's a decision at one point in uh, Secret Empire in the main book to destroy Vegas. The uh, champions tie into that was like, this is what happened. Like we, we have to deal with this now. Like these people are dead. It was a really, really well done story. I know people don't like Nazi cap. There's the whole third act kind of fell apart for me as far as the like mystic energy of Steve Rogers was always there. Like it was a different person, that, that whole thing. Like it could have ended the same way it did without that whole Steve Rogers afterlife piece. Like that seemed to definitely be thrown in last minute because there was no setup for it initially. And then it was just like issue four or five, people were like losing their minds, like Nazi Cap can't do this. And people were just like, no, 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 like for real, Cap's like actually still alive. He was like separated from the body or something. Like it, there was just, it, it could have ended the same way without that little weird subplot where he's best friends with the Red Skull in the afterlife. I don't even know how it makes sense. Like, it, it was dumb. It's gonna be just a quick one today. I'm, I'm, this is all I wanted to talk about uh, on this kind of first bring bringing back of the uh panels on pages segment 
So that's going to be it for this one. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Tangents YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to us on every podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Stitcher. Uh, we're on TuneIn now. Uh, we're not on Spotify because it costs money. And I'm not, you know, once we start making money, we can get on Spotify. But uh, till then, you know, we got we to gotta keep it low budget. So, yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the next one.